This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about affirmations and positive self-talk and why they sometimes don't work. Okay, David, so a lot of people write into us and say, I am trying to do positive affirmations, positive self-talk, telling myself and my inner child that I am lovable, I am good enough, I will cope, but it's just not working. All the same problems, all the same negative emotions and avoidances are still there. What is going wrong? Well, I'm a great believer in affirmations, but when people write in and say that they're not doing affirmations, they're doing aspirations. So they haven't dealt with the problem. The problem is still there unresolved. And then they're thinking that if they just keep on saying positive things, then somehow the problem will melt away and resolve. And it never does. Just by saying, I'm good enough, when you actually believe you're not good enough, it's not going to solve the problem. So, yeah, David, because I was going to say, what do you mean by they haven't solved the problem? So what what exactly is the problem? So the problem is, I'll just talk on that not good enough. If the inner child has got a belief, a core belief that they're not good enough, that they have created, normally inherited from a childhood experience, Constantly telling the child, you are good enough, you are good enough, you are good enough, you are good enough, is not resolving their belief. You're just laying this aspiration. I'd like you to believe you're good enough. Wouldn't it be better if we were good enough? Wouldn't it be better if we tried harder? Wouldn't it be better? I I don't know whether you remember few years ago when we were doing a talk at one of the theatres and we were doing the question and answers And that lady put her hand up and she said, we were talking about this subject. And she said, I've been doing affirmations now for six months. Every morning I wake up and I look at the mirror and I say, I look at myself and I say, you are beautiful. You are fantastic. Today is going to be the best day in your life. I really believe in you. David, it never works. I said, I'm sorry to hear that. Could you just... Answer one question. Do you believe it? And she said, no, of course I don't. And there's your problem. If you don't believe it, you can say whatever you want, but you have to change the core beliefs. Just saying a statement that you think is an affirmation, what is it you're affirming? You're not affirming a belief. You're affirming an aspiration, what you would like to happen. But David, a lot of people, a lot of therapists teach that if we keep affirming in this way, somehow it will override everything. It will, you know, if we act as if, if we pretend we are good enough, if we say we are good enough enough times, that somehow something magical is going to happen and that all our problems will be solved. That is a lot of what 
a lot of therapists do teach. Well, I wouldn't like to comment on other work, but that to me, that's just as you said, it's magical thinking. Wouldn't it be better to go down, to go the other way, to go down to a belief and find out why that part of your mind that I would call the inner child believes that they're not good enough? Work on that because that will normally come from childhood, from the ages of six and nine years old. It's normally as a result of either what somebody has told them, not often what they've told them directly, but what they presumed by the interactions that they've had with their parents or their families or their teachers. They've come to this belief system and they hold this belief system kind of as a as a nugget. I have to go back to what the Taoists say. It's like a kind of a kernel in the middle of a knot. They hold on to this belief. And if you think layering on, you are good enough, you are good enough, is going to let go of that. I don't think it will because the inner child gets more determined, more stubborn, and will hold on to it longer and longer and longer. I think it's much more powerful, effective, quicker to go back to the inner child saying, okay, sweetheart, why do you believe you're not good enough? What's the reason why you choose to hold that belief? And it would normally sound like, well, um, if I was good enough, my mummy and daddy would have loved me. Uh, if I was good enough, um, they would have um, given me more care. They would have spoken to me more. They wouldn't have ignored me. They wouldn't have shut me out. They wouldn't have preferred my siblings. And you have to resolve that problem. And then the affirmation, if you look at the word, you're affirming. You are affirming. You can't put an affirmation on top. of. If you believe you're not good enough, you can't put an affirmation on top of it. Wouldn't it be better to work with the inner child for a time until they believe they are good enough? They are a spiritual being. They have got shed. And then you can affirm the truth. Mm. Because if you keep on trying to tell them something they don't believe, all you're actually doing, in my view, is creating more and more inner conflict. Yeah, and there is that real sense of, if we haven't dealt with the faulty belief, if we do start trying to say, oh, I am lovable, I am good enough, I am going to cope, um, and our inner child doesn't believe it, we'll get that internal resistance, we'll get the red light feelings, and that's how we know. That's how we know. So it's not about how many hours of self-development work we've done, how many hours of journaling we've done. The truth is, if you're still experiencing the red light feelings, the inner resistance to that kind of positive self-talk, those kinds of positive affirmations, you know there is something unresolved with the inner child that you need to sit with your inner child and tease out of them, allow them to speak it out loud, what it is they're still hung up on. Exactly. They're still stuck on. That's exactly right. A lot of our clients and supporters have spent their lifetime doing self-development work, but they haven't got to the core, that inner child vow. I call it the vow, the V-O-W, because it's very important. And the vow will always sound something like, there's something wrong with me or there's something missing in me. And then they start to build up. It's like a building layers of an onion. When you start off with, there's something wrong with me, 
oh, there's something missing with me. It must be me as my parents, my family. I wouldn't be isolated. I wouldn't be abandoned. My father wouldn't have left. My mother wouldn't have left. My parents wouldn't have got divorced. They wouldn't have abused me. I wouldn't have been in a dysfunctional family. And so what the inner child does in their childlike way, they blame themselves. They say, it must be me. I have a part to play in this. It must be me. I don't understand why they think a four, five, six, seven-year-old child has got a part to play in adults' behaviour, but that's what the inner child does because they believe the child, that the adults are the authority figures. So it can't be them because the inner child depends on them for food, clothing, roof over the head. The inner child can't blame them, so the inner child blames itself, the vow, there's something missing in me, there's something wrong with me. Then he starts to build up layers, Alex. I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable. And then he starts to build up all of these layers, and then the emotions come. And then this gets more and more clouded and more and more confused. And our job, and then when you come up and say, you are good enough, you are good enough, you are good enough, you are good enough. One of the things I would say from all of my years of working with inner children, they are not, they are very stubborn. <laughs> because if you tell them something and they don't believe it, they won't just accept it and go, oh, okay, then you must be right. Mm. They will resist. They will push back. I don't think this is a bad quality, by the way. I think it's a good quality. It's determination. But so what you've got to do is to deconstruct what they believe and why they believe it. And that really is the key. And if you've done years and years of self-development work, as you said, and you still haven't resolved this, there's something much deeper in the part of your mind, your psyche that I call the inner child, that you're still holding on to. There's still a limited belief or an incorrect belief that needs resolving. And you've got to go and find that belief and resolve it. And then the affirmations will work. Yeah. And and so in, in essence, there is no point in doing spending quality time doing affirmations drafting affirmations out before you've done that inner child work so i'm sorry to say i would agree with you that time in drafting and saying countless countless times you're good enough i think that time would be better spent doing the golden thread work which we can talk about as in as in a moment and going back and sitting with your child and trying to understand why it believes it's not good enough, it can't cope, it's unlovable, or there's something missing in them. What do they believe is missing? How do they believe is missing? And it will always come down to, at the heart of the Wu Wei wisdom model, is a spiritual teaching, Shen. It will, it will be that they doubt their own spirituality. They doubt their own Shen. And that really, for me, is what makes Wu Wei wisdom different to other models, because at the heart of it is Shen, that we are a spiritual being. And I'm not saying anything about religion or gods or angels or crystals, but we have a, a spirit. Every person, every human has a spirit. And if you're not sure what I'm saying, just think of someone you care for, like it works very well with one of your children. Just think about one of your children. And if I was to say to you, describe your child, 
And you tell me how tall they are, the colour of their hair, the colour of their eyes, maybe how they walk, how good they do in college or school. And you give me all that material and physical descriptions of their life and how they look. But if I said to you, is that all they are? And you say, no, of course not. There's something about them that you can't hold, you can't show, you can't demonstrate, but you know it. And that's what I call shame. And we all have that. And the problem is if you haven't been taught how to connect with shame and you've been taught the opposite, it's all about material, it's all about how you look, it's all about how well you do at school, it's all about comparing yourself with other people, what we call CCJ, being criticised, being compared or being judgmental. When you believe all of that, you're moving away from your grounding, from your root as a human being. Mm-hmm. And so, David, you mentioned the golden thread process, and I can mm-hmm. put a link in the show notes to more teaching videos we've done on this method of self-inquiry that you teach and, and you work through with all of your one-to-one clients. But very briefly, if someone wanted to know a little bit more about it, how to begin with it, to do this inner child reparenting work via the golden thread process, where would they begin? What would what would they do? Well, it starts with the fundamental teaching. You are the creator of your emotions, not the victim. So that means that saying things like I feel, I feel like I can't cope or giving me a feeling, I'm scared, I'm fearful, I'm anxious, I'm this, I'm that. All you're doing is describing an emotional feeling, which if you agree that you create your emotions, telling me your emotions is not going to help. This is fundamental, Alex, because a lot of my clients have watched our videos and may be a member of our Facebook community, and they will say something like, as when I ask them, before we start, do you agree that you create your emotions? And they go, well, I agree as the adult, but... And that means the part of their mind that I call the inner child doesn't agree. And so you have an immediate problem. So when you're doing the golden thread, you always start at what I call a red light feeling. Now, I would prefer you to call it a red light feeling, to give it a name like anxiousness, scared, frightened, abandoned, overwhelmed. Because when you use those emotive words, they have a kind of a connotation attract uh, attached to them. It's much better to say, I am now creating a red light feeling. I have chosen to create this red light feeling. Why have I chosen to create this red light feeling? And that first question is very important because now we don't have to talk about your emotions. We can talk about your thoughts and beliefs that create the emotion. That's far more powerful. Rather than saying, talking for hours and hours and telling me, how you feel and why you feel and how this feeling gets more intense and you don't understand how intense it is, David. I'm saying, but you're creating all all of that. Let's go to the belief. Why do you believe that? And that's the golden thread. It's like self-inquiry. What do you believe? Why do you believe it? And the why is so important, Alex. So many people will tell me, well, I believe this because... You know, my I can't think of something. My mother didn't love me. So why would you believe that if your mother didn't love you? Why have you come to that conclusion? 
Why? And then it'll always be, well, if I was a great child, if I was a perfect child, wouldn't it be natural for her to love me? So therefore, it must be my fault, not her fault. Mm. And and this, it always comes down to childhood st- stuff, or, or more often than not, when, we, when we're doing this self-inquiry work. I think I think you're right, Alex. I think you can't say 100%, of course, because that would be ridiculous. But I think if you're drawn to our videos and you're drawn to our work and you're having constant red light feelings, you're living with anxiety, you're living with dread, you're living with self-sabotage, you're living with uh, thinking you're going to be abandoned, fear, scared, whatever you want to call it. If you're living every day, waking up with those red light feelings, there is something in your belief system that you need to resolve. And as you said, most of the time, nearly all the time, that goes right back to childhood. The experiences, what you learned, what experiences you went through when you were a child, that age gap between six years old and nine years old seems to me working with clients to be very relevant. And the reason for this is because I believe at that age group, when you were six and nine, you developed your emotions and you were using and quite appropriate to your emotions, you knew about emotions, but you hadn't developed your cognitive reasoning. So your reasoning was still very childlike. So instead of being able to think, perhaps the problem is with my mother, it's more, it's easier for you to think, well, the problem lies with me. I, I'm, it's because I'm not good enough. It's because there's something missing in me. And so the the reparenting work is really to expose those misunderstandings and to reflect on them now with kind of fresh adult eyes to and then it almost seems to me does it that kind of free the inner child to to allows the inner child to release those misunderstandings and and mature the inner child in a way it's a real yeah, that's a really that's a really good question, Alex. Because when you have the vow, there's something missing, there's something wrong with me, and then I'm not good enough. Blah blah blah. You have a very narrow view of yourself and the world around you. When you do the golden thread, and you can get to the part of the mind, and when I work with clients, I I think I'm very honoured to go down into the dungeon, into that dark place, and be able to speak to the child. And what you're doing, you can't change their mind. This is why affirmations, this is the life lesson. Walking in and finding an inner child who has believed for 20, 30, 40, 50 years that they're not good enough, walking in and telling them, you are good enough, of course you're good enough, yes, you are good enough, you are good enough, you are good enough, you are... They're not going to go, oh, I've made a mistake for 50 years. Okay, I believe you now. You've got to sit down with them and you've got to go through the process. You can't change the mind. And I like what you said about emotional education because that's what you do. By education, you're widening their perception. You're giving them more ways to think about it, more ways to consider. Because, again, one of the things about the inner child that I encounter, almost every client, the inner child doesn't like to admit that they were wrong. So imagine you believe something for 30 years and somebody comes along with you and say, well, you're wrong. 
you know, it's not it's not easy to say, oh, you're right, I'm wrong. I've wasted 30 years of my life. Let's change now. You've got to be able to reteach them. You've got to help them. You've got to hold their hand. You've got to answer their questions. This is the number one thing when I work with clients, Alex, it's answering the inner child's questions. Because for many times, the adult part of you don't listen. You shut down. You avoid. You put it in a corner. You do it later. You're quite happy to spend time on worrying and fretting and anxiousness and feelings, but you don't go and deal with the cause of those. And so what I feel very honoured when I'm working with clients is just to be able to speak to the child, listen to them, give them a resolution, answer their questions, let them come back. And if they disagree, which they normally do, so why do you disagree? And it's normally, well, my parents are the authority figures. Surely what they say is the truth. Mm. Then you can say Mm. things like, well, do you believe everything your parents said? Well, no, of course I don't. Well, hang on a bit then. Why did you believe that and discount that? See, and that's what you're doing all the time. You're widening their perception. Um, um, David, when we've done this work and we have our inner child kind of in alignment with the truth, the reality, our authentic self, is then the time that we can craft beautiful affirmations to reaffirm the kind of new set of beliefs that all parts of our mind are holding. So our inner child and our adult wise self, then we can, then the positive self-talk, then the affirmation serve as almost like a positive maintenance reinforcement of what we already truly believe within the core of us. It, they're not, the affirmations aren't in conflict with what's in the core of us. Yeah, that's absolutely 100% right. I like when you said, when you've realigned, when you've realigned the child, and then I love what you said, you crafting affirmations. But here's the difference. When you're crafting those affirmations now, they are built on truth, honesty, and integrity. You're not telling a child something that they don't believe. You are working together. And that is the basis of our inner child work. Our inner child work is not to cut the inner child off, as some of my clients have been told they should do, ignore the inner child, leave. One one client said to me, like last week, I've been taught to leave the inner child at, at, at the door. And at the door of what? At the door of my life. I said, no, well, I'm telling you the opposite. The inner child should be absolutely a part of the life because what we're doing is bringing the inner child in you into a spiritual oneness. And this is the Taoist teaching, that you are one. You cannot be separate because when you're separate, that is the tension, that's the tug of war that creates the red light feelings. So as we say many times, For me, a red light feeling is not a negative. It can be thought of as a positive, as in a way it's telling you there's a misalignment. You have a misalignment that needs to be addressed. And the example that I use is if you're driving your car and the red light comes on the dashboard, it's telling you there's a problem elsewhere. The problem is not with the red light. The problem is in the engine. And so if you're constantly getting fear, anxiety, tension, overwhelm, worry, stress, then there's a problem that needs to be addressed. You won't address it by trying to 
deal with the feelings. You've got to go to what creates the feeling. You are the creator of your emotions. So go to the creation. And then as you say, align your child. That's the work speaking to your child, aligning your child, here's a life lesson, then you come together, and as you quite rightly said, then the affirmations are affirmations, you're affirming the truth. Mm, what Wonderful, thank you, David. And I will put a link in the show notes to our Inner Child Teachings playlist, where there are lots and lots of videos on there with plenty of tips and practical techniques for you to use as part of this inner child reparenting work. I'll also put a link to a couple more teachings we've done on affirmations, self-talk, and also the law of attraction, uh, which hopefully you will find interesting as well. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy and in your flow.